This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable. Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. Hey guys, quick thing. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Mook Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Mook Delivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with Mook Delivery. So the only question left to say is, are you in? Order now on the McDonald's app and you can get reward points delivered too. So the ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus, rewards registration required, points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Oh, <laughs> I am happy that I didn't have to do that show straight after the game because I'm not sure that my head or my heart could have quite handled that. Hello and welcome to the Guna Talk back again with you guys for another show back again <laughs> after Arsenal have won our first game of the season. It was tough. It was hard. It was a graft and a grind. But we got there and we got it. And that is the most important thing of all at the end of the day. I hope you're doing well. I hope you're good. I hope you've had a good Saturday. I'm sure that the match improved your mood or fingers crossed. I hope that it did. Uh, If you are, of course, enjoying the content, please do make sure to drop a like on today's video and subscribe to the channel if you're new around here with those notifications turned on so you never miss a show. And please do help support the channel by firstly becoming a member and joining up, joining our Discord server. Link is in the description if you would like to do that. And you can join our Discord server too. And you can vote for us in the Football Content Awards as well. Not long left to do so. Oh, (laughs) good evening, everybody. We're going to get through a lot of your thoughts, your feelings, your comments and more. Um, But to kick things off, I thought what I'd try and do to kind of control my own thoughts and feelings about the game so I don't just kind of (laughs) jibber-jabber and waffle for a a while. What I thought I would do uh, is go through some of what I thought were the positives and some of the areas of development for the game. And then I'll go through a lot of your thoughts and your feelings in the chat box as well. So kicking off with the positives, um, Tommy Asu initially and the impact he's had on Ben White and Pepe. Firstly, what a debut performance from him. Really good. You can clearly see the the step up from him and what he's providing us in that right back position. Disciplined, good going forwards, technically good. I think if you put if you had any doubts about how he is on the ball and taking players on, that should have been put to rest. Uh fingers crossed. Of course we've got to see it in a lot more examples, but that looked really good. I love the way in which he works with Pepe and, and with White, speaking specifically on White, because White likes to push forwards and get out. Tomiyasu knows when to drop him because they I mean they can both play as a centre back or right back and have done. So they really understand each other's roles 
just naturally and that doesn't that seems to come like second nature to them so his impact on the team was was fantastic pepe he managed to force pepe further up and inside and closer to the goal at times we've often seen uh with kind of like bellerin or cedric that they just don't have the right impact on pepe's game but tommy actually supported pepe really well throughout the game while he was on the pitch and actually we dropped off quite a bit when he went off. I mean, Norwich looked far more dangerous when Tommy Asu wasn't on. They targeted our left flank, our right flank rather, and their left flank. And they created that chance at the end through Timo Puki um, to, to score, or nearly score, if it weren't for Gabriel Magalhaes at the end, putting in a great block. Uh, Tierney's threat down the left-hand side was continuous. Um, it just never seemed to stop, to be honest, how Kieran Tierney affected the game. He was fantastic getting up that kind of left flank, putting the balls into the box was dangerous. And I think, again, Tomiyasu really balances out that back four. I think him moving into kind of the left-hand side uh, position and then Tomiyasu moving over, Gabriel pushing over to cover while Tierney pushes up, really balances things out. It means that you don't have to drop one of your central midfielders into the defence like we've seen with Xhaka do a lot last season. And interestingly, of course, uh, Max Ahrens, who Tierney was up against at a torrid, torrid time, put a couple of decent balls into the box, but Really, Tommy Asu outshone the England youth international massively. Abamyang's goal will give him all the confidence he needs, and what a right time to get it as well, especially considering he was my fantasy football captain today. I have Ronaldo. I decided to captain Abamyang, just, you know, that little bit of push <laughs> from me superstitiously. Um, but Abamyang, the goal for him personally and the confidence that he will get from that going into the next few games is going to be so important. Bamiyang needs to be our focal point, needs to be our figurehead, has to be the one in that key position that's going to lead us with his performances. I know that we can't expect him to be a captain in regards to how he is vocally, but how he is in regards to his football and how he acts as an example is what he desperately, desperately needs. The pressing in the first 20 minutes was great. I thought it was fantastic to see us really push Norwich really did get at them, harried them, nicked the ball off them in kind of really threatening positions. It's pressing that I've not seen from Arsenal in a long, long time. And I think that pressing is something that we've desperately needed to add to our game so much because it's been lacking. We've allowed teams to really come onto us, build up play, gaining confidence. But the pressing in the first 20 minutes especially was really, really good. And in particular, Martin Odegaard really led that press. He himself was so good pushing up to their defensive line, forcing them to make silly passes, which was then picked up by our wide players and our central midfielders. Uh, Odegaard really did lead from the front and had that level of leadership skill behind his game. Lukonga owned the midfield. He was fantastic, as he has been throughout the whole of this season already. All I yearn for is to see him and Partey play together. We didn't see it today. He was subbed off for Partey. Supposedly, he was a bit, you know, a bit had a bit of a strain. Only came back from Belgium the other day, so I will forgive Arteta for that. I wasn't very forgiving at the time, but I will forgive that little substitution. Gabriel and White playing together is a massive step up for us. It's a huge step up for us, um, seeing those two play together. From I mean, from holding a Marie to White and Gabriel. White's passing was great. Gabriel's defending was awesome, and they just looked so much more assured than we have seen previously. Partey being back. He's obviously a massive plus for us, and hopefully he goes in and starts against Burnley. And Ramsdale starting. Fair play to Mikel Arteta for making that call on Ramsdale over Leno. Never really felt like he was under pressure. Never felt like he, he dealt with any situations badly. There was one time that I think it was Pookie really closed him down, and he just 
knocked the ball to the side of him, passed out from the back. It was really, really, really good. Moving on to the areas that we could probably develop, uh, still lacking that definitive style. Like That's the biggest crux for me is that I am still waiting to see Arsenal show what kind of football they want to play. We are still very one-dimensional. We are still very much reliant on those wide areas. We need to be playing more incisive balls, you know, really kind of building up and overloading in the central part of the pitch more to give us more variation in how we attack. But we were pretty one-dimensional in terms of the wide areas, throwing balls into the box where possible, Pepe cutting inside and trying to shoot, which is fine. But you need more. You need to. You need more triangles. You need more overlaps. You need some more definition in how you're playing. And how. And obviously, when Arteta gets this kind of team that he's he's putting together, the more we play this side, and I don't want to see too much tweaking of the lineup. So I want to see this pretty much stay the same. I would probably keep that lineup as is. Uh, maybe move Partey. Obviously, I would definitely move Partey and over Maitland-Niles. Smith Rowe is a possible other tweak you can make. Besides that, change nothing. And just let them play together and then build up that relationship, that that chemistry that they need. And then maybe that style will start to shine through. The pressure that we applied in those first 20 minutes, we had to make something tell there. We had to ensure that we took some of those chances. We risked dropping points today because we weren't clinical enough in those first 20 minutes when we were harrying, when we were pressing. And when we play against Burnley, which is a much more difficult side to break down than Norwich, if we don't make the pressure tell in the first 20 minutes of that game, that for me is... That that is going to be the biggest challenge, is, is getting this team to score early. If you can get this Arsenal team scoring early... I really think we've got something we can build on as a great foundation moving forwards. But until then, that's a concern that we're not scoring early enough in games. We're not scoring at all prior to this one, but we need to make sure we get a goal early in games. You look, I mean, just going back to that point briefly, you look at Manchester United, you look at Chelsea, getting early goals in games is really important. And whilst Man United did go behind, uh, not behind, but they they conceded. It is so, so important to get a goal, just to lift the move, lift the spirit, lift everything about your play, open up the opposition because they then need to attack you. It's so important to get that early goal. And when you have those chances, it does lead into a lack of clinical finishing. We had, I think it was, what, 30 shots, six of them on target. Just first of all, focus on getting those shots on target. That's what we need to do initially. Uh, I I just don't think Maitland-Niles is is ready for a starting role in the midfield. I think he is a utility player. I think we're going to regret not selling him for the 15 to 20 million pounds we were offered by Wolves. I, I'm glad Partey's back. I think he's fine as a depth option, but that's about it. Um, I thought he tried too hard in some moments, kept onto the ball for too long, didn't play the right pass at the right time, lost position in, in dangerous areas, especially when he was moved to right back. When he was moved to right back, we looked a lot more vulnerable to Norwich. And I think that's obviously a compliment to Tommy Asu, but not so much towards Maitland-Niles. I would only play him, I think, if we were opting for a back three. This is how I would move. Uh, and that links to the drop-off at right back. When Tommy Asu went off, we really did look vulnerable on the right, and that's a concern. The substitution timing. like We waited far, far too long, in my opinion, to make a change. Waiting to the 60th minute is such a generic time to make a sub. Why we did that, I, I can't tell you. It was a really strange thing that we see managers do now and again. I would be looking to make subs. I would have made a sub at half time, 
to be honest. I would have brought Maitland-Niles off. I would have brought on Partey at the start of that second half. If Lukonga is tiring, that's fine. You can bring him off. You can change the formation. You can move Maitland-Niles wherever. You can, you know, well, you can move in Cedric. You can move in someone else into the team. You can go to a back three if you need to. But I would have brought on a sub much, much earlier. But that is that is nitpicking a little bit. Uh, and then looking ahead to Burnley, like we need to be ready for that game. We need to make sure that we've got a situation where the crowd is not a necessary factor. A crowd needs to be uh, an extra, a boost, on top of what's already a good foundation of the quality you have in your team. We're not going to have that Emirates crowd, which I thought was excellent today at Turf Moor. And we are going to need to still battle through and show that clear commitment and quality and allow that to push us through. And that is all of the positives in the areas of development that I wanted to touch on. We will now jump into the chat box and see how you guys are feeling. Tomorrow, there will be a uh, there will be a podcast tomorrow evening, 7 o'clock UK time. will be joined by Owen and French to talk about yesterday's game in even more detail. And I'll then be jumping over, as usual, to the Arsenal Lounge with Liv and Shaheen and Mo to have more of a discussion about the game as well. Uh, Ronan says, Tom, did Arsenal really make in parts this game? What do you mean by that? Really make in parts this game? If I, I'm going to try and break that down as best as I can. In, in terms of in parts, do you mean like how we played like kind of good in certain spells and, and not so good in others. It is going to be about improving consistency and showing dominance. You can't you can't be on top for an entire game. The opposition are going to improve at certain points. But for me, you need to be dominating home games. And the fact that we, I think we, it was pretty even the possession, I think, uh, by about 60 minutes. It was nearly 50-50. It was at half time, I think. In fact, maybe Norwich even had slightly more, but... We need to make sure that we are dominating the game a lot more and making that pressure tell. Uh, Matt says, a lot of negativity on Twitter. The team we support won a game of football. Enjoying the win doesn't mean that you're Arteta in or you think that we've turned a corner. It's okay to be happy that we won. Look, I was kind of, after the game, I was relieved. That was my initial emotion. It was just relief. Thank goodness we've got that win. That that was really what was key to me because you are going to have these games. Like, I think I was quite naive in going, oh, 5 new Arsenal, I think I predicted. But that is just my optimistic side. I'm an optimistic person. Like, I was naive to predict that because realistically, we are coming off the back of well, we are still in, in my view, a really, really dour period for the club. So this was always going to be hard. And Norwich are a good team. Like, they've played Leicester and City and uh, and Liverpool. Like, they haven't really been able to show what they're capable of. And I thought they played well today, Norwich. I thought it was a good Norwich team. I thought that Daniel Farker got his team spot on, to be honest. Some people, I think, suggested they could have played the likes of Todd Cantwell, etc., but I think they got it pretty much spot on. They were dangerous on the counter-attack. You're never going to shut out a team entirely, especially with the level that we are. So to see, like, I, I don't really get the, I don't get the wild negativity around that, to be honest. We won a game, as Matt, you say. Let's focus on what we've done well. It's one game. Let's see where we can go into the next one. Um, I have criticisms. The style is, is a big criticism I have and still not being able to see that being one two one-dimensional. But... I'm going to give the benefit of the doubt in this game that we grinded it out. We got it. Let's move into Burnley. And, and that's going to be telling. Because if we do drop points against Burnley, the pressure's, you know, the pressure remains as high as it is and more. 
And some people would argue that one point from Burnley is not enough to, to change their minds on Arteta. If we win this game, we win against Burnley, we win against Spurs, maybe we can start you know, to reassess and, and look at where we are and then continue to go forwards. We've just got to take things game by game at the moment. The, the reality is that Arteta is going nowhere. So we know that. My opinion is that I'd rather see a managerial change. That's what I think would be the best thing. But I know that's not going to happen. So instead of me sitting here and whinging, I'm not going to do that. I'm going to look out for the positives and I'm going to take this game by game and move forwards and try and see what we can get from every single performance and, and analyse it and hope that it turns around. I want nothing more. Even though I think a managerial change would be the right decision, I want nothing more than for Arteta to prove me wrong now and to really, really galvanise this side and take them forwards to the targets that we've set ourselves. Uh, Gunnar says, thoughts on errands? I mean... I wanted him at the start of the window. I'm thinking, I'm looking back on that now and I'm thinking, I'm not sure that was, I'm not sure. I'm not assured about Aaron's in the Premier League. There was criticism of him in the Premier League two years ago. He was a lot younger then. Had a great season in the Championship. But in his first four games, he's looked vulnerable Norwich looked vulnerable down that side. He couldn't cope with Tierney overlapping with Saka and they lost the ball a lot in those situations. He looked good going forwards and he made some really dangerous situations for Norwich. But I think that that may be that we've made the right decision with Tommy Asu coming in. Uh, Ian Morgan says, Tom, the crowd was surprisingly supportive. Loved the we are the North Bank Highbury, we are the South Bank Highbury. Yeah, I mean, I love when you see the back and forth between the stands and the clock end and the the clock end and, and the North Bank going back and forward. Um, I All I want to see from the Arsenal fans is just to, to get behind the team. Like If you're on your bottom of the table, what is being negative in the crowds and the stands going to do at the start of a game before it's even kicked off? Not much. Not much. So I really do think that, you know, I really do think that uh, we just need to see this crowd back the team. And I think in that first 20 minutes, we were electric and we just couldn't really take our chances, which is the biggest kind of issue with that so far. Kenneth says, I hope you go back and rewatch the match. We hit the post several times. Pepe missed a setter. Emil Smith-Rowe missed. Saka missed. Aubameyang touches. Tom stopped. Negativity? I, 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 how have I been negative? I feel like I just went for a list. Of how many positives did I name? Let's have a look. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. I listed nine positives and one, two, three, four, five, six, seven areas of improvement. You just can't win with some people. You just can't win. <laughs> I sat here and just listed a load of positives. Oh, stop being stop being so negative. <laughs> Deary me, Kenny. I think you need to go back and rewatch this show rather than me going and rewatching the match, mate. Glenn says a lot of positives as you meant as you mentioned. <laughs> but the lack of clinical edge in and around the final third is going to be our problem. And I'm not sure how we improve that part of our game. It's the clinical side of us is is what's lacking. It's the key. The two things that are lacking from this team is a is a, a genuine defined style, which is something you build. It's something that you gradually cultivate over consistent team selections and consistent performances, and you improve and you start to see those triangles. It's taken too long for that to form, in my opinion, which is why I have the stance I have right now on the coach, but. Hopefully, if he doesn't tweak as much as he has tweaked in the past, we can see some consistency in the side. 
Um, but the clinical finishing is down to confidence. Pepe is a very good finisher. Abamyang is a world-class finisher. We have players that can score goals, but confidence is what's letting them down. It's a lack of goals that's been letting them down, which has caused a lack of confidence. If they can get form, if they can add and string some performances together, then we've got a real hope of, you know, seeing some really good score lines. So there you go. Um, <laughs> it's on the negative Nelly Canton. <laughs> Ignore negative people, Tom. Very good point, Raptors. I think we should probably should do that. Uh, Haroon says, Tom, do you think it's time for an upgrade on Abamyang? I think a better striker would improve us significantly. Hey, there's there's no point talking about that right now, is there? Because we have Abamyang for this season. Why not? Let's just focus on on Abamyang himself getting the performances. We know he can score plenty of goals. He's got more goals this season than Ronaldo and Lukaku. So, <laughs> so I mean, I couldn't keep a straight face while I say that because I know the three goals that he scored against were, you know, West Brom reserves. But he still scored those goals, and especially the third goal was an amazing finish. He's a very good goal scorer. We just need to give him that push. We need to see him gain that confidence. So there you go. Uh, Tom, did I watch the Palace game? I did watch the Palace game. It was great. Just a great pre, a pre-match uh, for the Arsenal game. Enjoyed every second of it. Enjoyed Emerson Royale getting turned inside out by Wilfred Zaha. Enjoyed Tanganga losing his head, <laughs> getting sent off. Enjoyed seeing Eric Dyer. Uh, you know, it's, there's no enjoyment in watching someone, someone injured, but I enjoyed the fact that they're going to have to, you know, deal with that situation. That they are going to have to, you know, that they've got these more problems that they've got the Davison Sanchez and Christian Romero are currently. I think in Croatia because they can't return to the UK yet. I'm loving the fact that they haven't got Hummin Son available to them. I love all of that. I love anything negative to do with Spurs. I am reveling in, absolutely reveling in. So uh, yes, I, I I enjoyed it. <laughs> it's, it's what I would say. I enjoyed it a lot. Uh, Paul says we struggle to break the lines because we overthink passing. I do think you're right, Paul. I think that we don't play it simple enough sometimes. Like we don't play, there's like sometimes players make runs across and instead of finding that incisive pass through the defenders and between the gaps in the lines, we just continue to play around. And instead we go to the wide areas or go back and forward and when we should just commit. So Paul, you're absolutely spot on is we should be pushing those clear incisive balls into the box and we're just not doing it. Uh, Iceman says, what do you think about Leno and Lacazette not getting minutes today? Good. Fight for your place. I want competition. I want players being unhappy on the bench. I want them fighting for their place. If they're content on the bench, they're not good enough for the Arsenal. They hopefully will be stewing and frustrated and gutted that they didn't play. And then in the week, I hope that they train extra hard to try and get back into the team. Um, but I mean, they, they both will have... I mean, Leno will have a year left on his deal at the end of the season. If he's not playing, he will seek a move away in the summer or even maybe in January. But I, for, I for one, think that, that Leno's time at Arsenal is probably done. Speaking of which, Ramsdale, amazing performance, great distribution, really, really good. Um, Lacazette, I don't think he's going to be here. Um, I, I really don't think... Oh, my God, I'm actually going to block that that's ridiculous um i i'm gonna i think that with the situation that we find ourselves in with the disharmony in the group i want competition i want 
I really do genuinely want to see this team push forwards as a unified group. And if there are people that are, you know, being problems in the dressing room and are not happy and then, then they are upsetting the situation, move them on, get them out. Like, I don't care. The, the club comes first. It doesn't matter what attachment I have to a player or how much I like a player. If they're not helping out the team, get them gone. Get them gone. Uh, let's go to, uh, yes, let's go to Chris. He says, uh, there were some really good passes today, but Krull had a great game. Norwich in general played strongly in defence. They had so many last second blocks, uh, on potential goal scoring shots. They did. I mean, let's just have a look at the stats briefly. I think we had something like 30 shots. Um, <laughs> something ridiculous like that. Uh, the stats are 30 shots, seven on target. I mean, it's less than one in three shots we're going on target. That's that's not good enough. Like, we do need to improve that. We do need to absolutely be getting a little bit more clinical. Not even a little. We need to get a lot more clinical with our finishing. I think that I don't mind some speculative efforts here and there, especially when it opens up for players like Pepe or Aubameyang to take those chances. But like that moment in the first half when Aubameyang was set through by Tierney, he took that shot on way, way too soon. Like, I feel like if, if he'd had that chance after scoring earlier like if he'd have scored in the first 20 minutes and then was given that chance i feel like the confidence in him would have meant that he probably would have had a run at goal taken the defender on a bit more and got into a better goal scoring position but i felt like in that moment he was so desperate to get that goal that he just took on he just took on a he just took on a shot that he didn't need to take on and and those moments are the definite defining points but he got a very fortunate chance to score he took it as, as you'd think anyone would, but that's that's the thing for me. Um, let's go to uh, Garner Edge says, use Lacazette as a makeway for Bruno Gimaraes. Uh, Miniboss says, Erdogan is so one-footed, could have got a few, but they landed on his right. Maybe it's something needs to improve, but there are a lot of world-class players out. I'm not saying that he's world-class yet, he's far from it, but there are a lot of world-class players that are very one-footed. It's not necessarily a big issue, I find. Uh, Josh says, Tom, how did Ben White play? I thought Ben White was a difference, the absolute difference maker in regards to the step up from Rob Holding. When we saw, when we played, um, I think it was Chelsea. Uh, was it Chelsea? I think it was Chelsea. When he played in that game uh, from the start in preseason, not in the in the league game, he looked so good. Um, was it actually? It might have been Spurs. It might have been Spurs. But he in the preseason game that he started. He looked so good coming out from the back. And then against Brentford, we just didn't have that. I don't know what it was about that Brentford game, but we just weren't with it in that game at all. Uh, it's probably down to a number of factors. But we weren't with it in that Brentford game, and I thought White suffered a lot during that. And he is going to get stronger tests than Norwich, absolutely. And he is going to be tested, and we are going to see him tested in, in some of the much stronger games. But the passes, the dribbling, the confidence... The, the synergy between him and Tomiyasu and Gabriel is something I'm really looking forward to seeing improve as the weeks go on. Uh, let's go to Omar. says so two points in three games against Burnley under Arteta. Uh, hopefully that poor stat changes. Right attitude, Omar. The thing is, hopefully that changes. Uh, Raptors, I liked the way Ramsdale was interacted with the players around him. Just, I think he, I think he brings confidence. I think the players have more confidence in him when they give him the ball. When you've got someone like Leno and you've got kind of that established doubt about how he will deal with things if you pass to him, 
it makes you a little bit more, you know, it makes it makes you as a player unsure about what you're doing when you're in possession. Because imagine that you've received the pass, you've got a player closing you down. The only option that you've got is to turn and play it back to the goalkeeper. If you are in a situation like that and the goalkeeper that you're looking to pass to has made a number of errors, you naturally are going to be unsure and you could end up making a mistake. With Ramsdale, Ramsdale is someone that is showing and has shown at Bournemouth and Sheffield United that he's a very competent player when in possession of the ball and I'm sure he's doing it as well in training. And that will give confidence to the defenders to then play the ball. Uh, and that's what's going to be important. The Wild Bill says Chris Wood is going to bully White next game. Let's wait and see. Let's wait and see and uh, find out if indeed White does struggle against a more physical side. Uh, Guy says 440 watching and only 14 likes. What are you doing? Come on, guys. Let's uh, let's grab the likes up. Hit that like button and show your support to the channel. Being positive after Arsenal's victory. Uh, apparently not. <laughs> I don't know how. I don't know how I, what I've said there can't be taken as negative, but you know, so I can't please everyone. Alex McCarthy says, your thoughts on whether Arteta will tinker between Leno and Ramsdale in the league? I hope he doesn't. I hope this is kind of a drawing a line under Leno now. And if Leno's going to get back into the team, it's only because of an injury. For me, Ramsdale absolutely has to remain in goal. Always. Uh, Raptors, Tom, what will be our best defensive combination? I like the back four. But I, I wanted a back three, but I kind of like this. I think it works. Tommy Asu, White, Gabriel, Tierney, Lukonga and Partey in front. That's what I want to see. I mean, Granite Xhaka, I don't know if it, we've had it confirmed if it's a three-match suspension or a one-match. I think it's just one. In which case, Xhaka will be back for the Burnley game. I'd play Lukonga and Partey. I'll be gutted. I'll be gutted if Lukonga start if Lukonga is benched for Granite Xhaka because he has been my favourite player of the season. Without a shadow of a doubt, he has been my favourite player of the season. And I want to see Lukonga play alongside Partey against Burnley because I genuinely think that mobility and the dynamism between the two of them will ruin that Burnley midfield. I, I I really can't I can't wait to see it. Yeah, sometimes straight red cards aren't always simply three match bans. So I still, we still need to, I still need to find out whether that's the, uh, whether that's the case. Because some straight reds aren't always, um, aren't always three games. Sometimes they're one game. Uh, I mean, you, Leno was banned, was given a straight red against Wolves for his handball. That was a one game ban. Because I mean, Matt Ryan came in for one game and then Leno was back after. So we'll see. I think it, I, I thought, I don't know why I had a feeling it was one, but I think maybe some of you are saying that he has got three games. So there you go. Serious foul players, and it might be might be three. Uh, Ainsbury Niles is not good enough, says H. I, I do tend to agree. I do think that we need to be looking at a level above Mate Niles. And, and I think he should fairly, I mean, he's, he's a bench player. He's someone that you, or you, to, I, to be honest, he's a bench player that I wouldn't even bring on. To be honest, I think he's someone that you just fit into the starting lineup when you need like a space field, but that's about it. Um, Temi says, Hope Xhaka has played his last game for us. I mean, see, if you're negativity, there's negativity. Uh, Oliver says, Do you think our asymmetrical formation is the best way to get the most out of the players? Weirdly, yes, Oliver, mainly because I don't think you can tame Kieran Tierney into being not that far forward. And I think the asymmetrical formation. 
all kind of work um but we'll see if it does anyway i'm going to bring an end to this supposedly negative review of the game <laughs> uh please do drop a like on the show and subscribe to the channel if you are new around here with those notifications turn on i'll be back tomorrow with owen and french to discuss all more positives even though apparently i'm not talking about positives but you know uh, all the more positive to talk about tomorrow evening 7 p.m uk time but i will be back uh with an eight sorry not tomorrow i've been saying monday sorry monday is the podcast i'm sitting here thinking no i'm at a festival tomorrow i will not be doing a podcast in the evening but i will be doing an 8 a.m show uh in the morning for your updating on your news and looking into some of the the stuff that's come out after the game yesterday so please make sure you tune in for that and continue to make it part of your morning routine so an absolute pleasure to spend the evening with you as it always is enjoy the rest of your saturday and of course enjoy your sunday i'll see you tomorrow morning and if not i'll see you on monday have an absolutely great day again i've already said that i'm waffling omar's gonna start worrying about this in a minute have a great evening guys and as always up the arsenal come on you guys it's the 90 plus minute all your mates around and you've got a mcnuggets share box ready to go and you know a late winner's coming your mates already got booked for a double dipping and you steal the last nugget snatching all three points perfection Order now on the McDonald's app for your Mook delivery. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.